chapters 8 to 13 of Book 5 of History of Animals by Aristotle. Translated by Darcy Wentworth Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8 Insects copulate at the hinder end, and the smaller individuals mount the larger and the smaller individual is the male. The female pushes from underneath her sexual organ into the body of the male above, this being the reverse of the operation observed in other creatures, and this organ, in the case of some insects, appears to be disproportionately large when compared to the size of the body, and that too in a very minute creatures, in some insects the disproportion is not so striking. This phenomenon may be witnessed if any one will pull asunder flies that are copulating, and, by the way, these creatures are, under the circumstances, averse to separation, for the intercourse of the sexes in their case is of long duration, as may be observed with common everyday insects, such as the fly and the cantharus. They all copulate in the manner above described, the fly, the cantharus, the sphondyle, the phalangium spider, and any others of the kind that copulate at all. The phalangia, that is to say, such of the species as spin webs, perform the operation in the following way. The female takes hold of the suspended web at the middle and gives a pull and the male gives a counterpole. This operation they repeat until they are drawn in together and interlaced at the hinder ends. For, by the way, this mode of copulation suits them in consequence of the rotundity of their stomachs. So much for the modes of sexual intercourse in all animals. But with regard to the same phenomenon, there are definite laws followed as regards the season of the year and the age of the animal. Animals in general seem naturally disposed to this intercourse at about the same period of the year, and that is when winter is changing into summer. And this is the season of spring in which almost all things that fly or walk or swim take to pairing. Some animals pair and breed in autumn also and in winter, as is the case with certain aquatic animals and certain birds. Man pairs and breeds at all seasons, as is the case also with domesticated animals, owing to the shelter and good feeding they enjoy, that is to say, with those whose period of gestation is also comparatively brief, as the sow and the bitch, and with those birds that breed frequently. Many animals time the season of intercourse with a view to the right nurture subsequently of their young. In the human species the male is more under sexual excitement in winter, and the female in summer. With birds the far greater part, as has been said, pair and breed during the spring and early summer, with the exception of the halcyon. The halcyon breeds at the season of the winter solstice. Accordingly, when this season is marked with calm weather, the name of Halcyon Days is given to the seven days preceding, and to as many following the solstice, as Simonides the poet says. Quote, 
god lulls for fourteen days the winds to sleep in winter and this temperate interlude men call the holy season when the deep cradles the mother halcyon and her brood and these days are calm when southerly winds prevail at the solstice northerly ones having been the accompaniment of the pleiades the halcyon is said to take seven days for building her nest and the other seven for laying and hatching her eggs in our country there are not always halcyon days about the time of the winter solstice but in the sicilian seas the season of calm is almost periodical the bird lays about five eggs chapter nine the ithia or diver and the laris or gull lay their eggs on rocks bordering on the sea two or three at a time but the gull lays in the summer and the diver at the beginning of spring just after the winter solstice and it broods over its eggs as birds do in general and neither of these birds resorts to a hiding-place the halcyon is the most rarely seen of all birds it is seen only about the time of the setting of the pleiades and the winter solstice when ships are lying at anchor in the roads it will hover about a vessel and then disappear in a moment and stesichorus in one of his poems alludes to this peculiarity the nightingale also breeds at the beginning of summer and lays five or six eggs from autumn until spring it retires to a hiding-place insects copulate and breed in winter also that is when the weather is fine and south winds prevail such i mean as do not hibernate as the fly and the ant the greater part of wild animals bring forth once and once only in the year except in the case of animals like the hare where the female can become superfetally impregnated in like manner the great majority of fishes breed only once a year like the shoal fishes or in other words such as are caught in nets the tunny the plamis the grey mullet the chalcis the mackerel the cena the pseta and the like with the exception of the labrax or bass for this fish alone amongst those mentioned breeds twice a year and the second brood is the weaker of the two the tricheus and the rock fishes breed twice a year the red mullet breeds thrice a year and is exceptional in this respect this conclusion in regard to the red mullet is inferred from the spawn for the spawn of the fish may be seen in certain places at three different times of the year the scorpina breeds twice a year the sarg breeds twice in the spring and in the autumn the sap breeds once a year only in the autumn the female tunny breeds only once a year but owing to the fact that the fish in some cases spawn early and in others late it looks as though the fish bred twice over the first spawning takes place in december before the solstice and the latter spawning in the spring the male tunny differs from the female in being unprovided with the fin beneath the belly which is called a pharius. chapter ten of cartilaginous fishes the rhina or angel fish is the only one that breeds twice 
for it breeds at the beginning of autumn and at the setting of the pleiades and of the two seasons it is in better condition in the autumn it engenders at a birth seven or eight young certain of the dogfishes for example the spotted dog seem to breed twice a month and this results from the circumstance that the eggs do not all reach maturity at the same time some fishes breed at all seasons as the marina this animal lays a great number of eggs at a time and the young when hatched are very small but grow with great rapidity like the young of the hippurus for these fishes from being diminutive at the outset grow with exceptional rapidity to an exceptional size be it observed that the marina breeds at all seasons but the hippurus only in the spring the smerus differs from the smerina for the marina is mottled and weakly whereas the smerus is strong and of one uniform colour and the colour resembles that of the pine tree and the animal has teeth inside and out they say that in this case as in other similar ones the one is the male and the other the female of a single species they come out on to the land and are frequently caught fishes then as a general rule attain their full growth with great rapidity but this is especially the case among small fishes with the corcine or crowfish it spawns by the way near the shore in weedy entangled spots the orphos also or sea perch is small at first and rapidly attains a great size the palamus and the tunny breed in the yuxin and nowhere else the kestrius or mullet the chrysophorus or gilthead and the labrax or bass breed best where rivers run into the sea the orcas or large-sized tunny the scorpius and many other species spawn in the open sea chapter eleven fish for the most part breed some time or other during the three months between the middle of march and the middle of june some few breed in autumn as for instance the salp and the sargus and such others of this sort as breed shortly before the autumn equinox likewise the electric ray and the angelfish other fishes breed both in winter and in summer as was previously observed as for instance in winter time the bass the grey mullet and the bellone or pipefish and in summer time from the middle of june to the middle of july the female tunny about the time of the summer solstice and the tunny lays a sac-like enclosure in which are contained a number of small eggs the ruides or shoalfishes breed in summer of the grey mullets the kelon begins to be in row between the middle of november and the middle of december as also the sarg and the smuxon or muxon and the cephalus and their period of gestation is thirty days and by the way some of the grey mullet species are not produced from copulation but grow spontaneously from mud and sand as a general rule then fishes are in row in the springtime while some as has been said are so in summer in autumn or in winter but whereas the impregnation in the springtime follows a general law 
impregnation in the other seasons does not follow the same rule, either throughout or within the limits of one genus. And further, conception in these variant seasons is not so prolific. And, indeed, we must bear this in mind, that just as with plants and quadrupeds, diversity of locality has much to do not only with general physical health, but also with the comparative frequency of sexual intercourse and generation, so also with regard to fishes, locality of itself has much to do not only in regard to the size and vigor of the creature, but also in regard to its parturition and its copulations, causing the same species to breed oftener in one place and seldomer in another. Chapter 12 the mollusks also breed in spring. Of the marine mollusks, one of the first to breed is the sapia. It spawns at all times of the day, and its period of gestation is fifteen days. After the female has laid her eggs, the male comes and discharges the milt over the eggs, and the eggs thereupon harden. And the two sexes of this animal go about in pairs, side by side, and the male is more mottled and more black, on the back than the female. The octopus pairs in winter and breeds in spring, lying hidden for about two months. Its spawn is shaped like a vine tendril, and resembles the fruit of the white poplar. The creature is extraordinarily prolific, for the number of individuals that come from the spawn is something incalculable. The male differs from the female in the fact that its head is longer, and that the organ called by the fisherman its penis in the tentacle is white. The female, after laying her eggs, broods over them, and in consequence gets out of condition by reason of not going in quest of food during the hatching period. The purple murex breeds about springtime, and the syrix at the close of the winter and, as a general rule, the testations are found to be furnished with their so-called eggs in springtime, and in autumn, with the exception of the edible urchin, for this animal has the so-called eggs in most abundance in these seasons, but at no season is unfurnished with them, and it is furnished with them in special abundance in warm weather, or when a full moon is in the sky, only by the way, these remarks do not apply to the sea urchin found in the Pyrian Straits, for this urchin is at its best for table purposes in the winter, and these urchins are small but full of eggs. Snails are found by observations to become in all cases impregnated about the same season. Chapter 13 Of Burns the wild species, as has been stated, as a general rule, pair and breed only once a year. The swallow, however, and the blackbird breed twice. With regard to the blackbird, however, its first brood is killed by inclemency of weather, for it is the earliest of all birds to breed, but the second brood it usually succeeds in rearing. Birds that are domesticated or that are capable of domestication breed frequently, just as the common pigeon breeds all through the summer, and as is seen in the barn-door hen. For the barn-door cock and hen have intercourse, and the hen breeds, at all seasons alike, 
excepting, by the way, during the days about the winter solstice. Of the pigeon family there are many diversities, for the peristera, or common pigeon, is not identical with the peleus or rock pigeon. In other words, the rock pigeon is smaller than the common pigeon, and is less easily domesticated. It is also black and small, red-footed and rough-footed, and in consequence of these peculiarities it is neglected by the pigeon fancier. The largest of all the pigeon species is the fata, or ring-dove, and the next in size is the oinus, or stock-dove, and the stock-dove is a little larger than the common pigeon. The smallest of all the species is the turtle-dove. Pigeons breed and hatch at all seasons if they are furnished with a sunny place and all requisites, unless they are so furnished they breed only in the summer. The spring brood is the best, or the autumn brood. At all events, without doubt, the produce of the hot season, the summer brood, is the poorest of the three. End of chapter 13